Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From iHeartRadio, Common Enemy, and Tenderfoot TV, it's the Hey Pal Podcast. Hey Pal. Hey Pal. <laughs> with Jared and Davo. You know, once again, Dave, I just, I love that music. I mean, it's a great little funky tune. It really is, Puts me right? in a good mood. A good mood. I like it. A great mood. I want to play bass. I want to slap in the bass. <laughs> I want to like slap Paul in the bass. <laughs> slap the bass. Max, Max Chucker and Peyton Tucker. Man, those guys are great. Um, How are you? Uh, I am on day 38. Of? Of no food or water. <laughs> Well, I, I don't really know this because I, I don't like to talk to you until we come to the PayPal podcast. So. I'm, I'm still recovering from. I had a surgeon that decided to, to do my hernia surgery and cut my uh, small intestine all as right. a bonus. Well, uh, Kyle, can we <laughs> stop this and then re-record? Uh, <laughs> oh, already had. Okay. <laughs> well, what we did get to watch um, is the Lakers are the champions. Yeah, I don't really like to talk about it. You know, I'm not a fan of LA sports. I mean, sports. you know me. I'm not a. I'm not a fan of LA sports. Um, but you respect LeBron. I adore LeBron. Yeah, you adore LeBron. He's been very good to to me and uh he's you know he deserves it he's he's an absolute warrior i'm happy for him the work he puts in is just... i'm happy for the brow i'm happy for anthony <laughs> I'm davis happy for the brow. you know i don't know if i would go that far that but... guy's worked hard as well and then uh jr smith of course is a, is a is a family friend and won his second he's a family friend so. like he's your sister's like brother brother-in-law or something or what what no, do you mean he's a family friend sense he's a he's a family friend he's right friend of me and my family right so here's here is my question, Dave, is we, we like we just said, we both have respect for him. Yep. Uh, if you had the number one pick starting next season, I don't know if they're going to start in Christmas time. You know, they're talking about you heard about that, right? Well, it's it's a big mess and the NBA stands to lose, I think, over a billion dollars already, depending on when they start. 
Yeah. Um, so would you? Would you? Who? Who are you taking if if you had the number one pick next year? Because you know me, and you always argue about this. Of like, are you taking somebody to win a championship now? You know, where you're only going to get one or one to two years from them. Yeah. But you're going to win a chip, or are you going to? I mean, I'm just interested. Who are you taking? Well, as I told you last night, I would do anything for the Sixers just to win one. I don't care if they won three, four. Right. Or we're five. not talking about the. Oh I know. I just want them to win one we're championship. Not talking about the Sixers. Who would you take as a... Why do we have to argue ever, at the top of every show? It's what we do, because okay. I don't like you. That's fair. Um, what I would do is I would take... And it hurts me to even say this, because I'm such a fan of, of LeBron and what he does. But, you know, he's 36 now, and playing at an incredible level. But I think that Kevin Durant is going to come back with fire. You're going to take a guy Brooklyn, who just tore his Achilles? Yes, because I think he's I think he's got a beast mentality. I think he's got a chip on his shoulder. I think he got, he has an edge. I think he's angry. I think he's dealt with a lot of criticism and I think that he's going to come I back. I think I think I'm angry fire. at you for taking that pick. I mean, that's a bad pick. It's my pick. That's not a yours. bad pick. It's my pick, not all yours. All right, all right, that's fine. And his skill set and the team that is being built around him with the Nets, I think um with Kyrie, it, it could be very, very interesting. All right. Well, Kyle's giving us that look that Bob Myers is ready for us. And boy, do we got a show for you. And I just want to do anything to get Dave to stop talking. Holy cow. What, what Our Dave? first GM. Our first GM. This is big. Yes, this, is, this is big. This is, and this is he's big. an incredible guy. His story's awesome. But he's got three NBA championships. He does have three NBA championships. And he constructed those teams. It's it's he is as you said last night when we were talking. He's the architect. Yes, he is the architect. It's going to be a great interview. Um, our next guest was an agent uh, for multiple years. Got hired to be the assistant GM in 2011 by the Golden State Warriors. One year later, he then became the GM. That's not a lot of time of being the assistant, Dave. No, hey, this he, guy must really know what he's talking about. He's a little bit of a prodigy. He's a little bit of a prodigy. Um, so one year later, he becomes the GM and has now led the Golden State Warriors to three titles. Yes, that is correct. Not one, not two, but three titles. Please welcome to the Hey Pal podcast, Bob Myers. Bob, how you doing? Hey, pal. I like it. It's, He's a modern day Doogie Howser, Jared. <laughs> he just moved up the ranks. He moved up the ranks. And he's also, and he, he might, you know, he's definitely gonna remember this. You know that he graced the cover of Sports Illustrated at one point in his career. I, I, don't, I don't know That's, that. But. You guys are reaching. I'll tell you what grace the cover. The, the, my forearms. His forearms. face. When, when the, it, when the yeah. Bruins won the championship in 95? Yeah, I was holding up Tyus Edney, um, you know, all 160 pounds of him. <laughs> and after we, we – uh, people that remember basketball, we were uh, – that, that was the second game of, of, this, of the tournament. And so not, not even the sweet 16, but if we were, we were the number one seed by far. And, um, we almost lost to a Missouri team and Tyus hit a shot at the buzzer and and we won it that year. So there's these tiny little moments in life that, uh, (laughs) I've been, 
been lucky enough to be on the good side of. That's, so that was that was a fun one though. I, Although I don't run around and say I was on Sports Illustrated. <laughs> I, I, uh, I think that's, well, that's well, Bob, you're, you're 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 dealing with Dave here, and Dave will uh, take any credit where any credit is possibly available to be taken. Well, so. I learned that from you. Well, right. Well, I, I was just I was just talking about you right now. You're not... like a modern day dictator. <laughs> but that's a whole. That's a therapy thing. That's, that's a something ther- we'll okay. discuss in couples therapy. That's that's fair. So 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 Bob, we we Dave and I were just talking um, uh, at the top about uh, the Lakers winning the championship and and who we would take as like you know next year if we. Uh, you know, just wipe the uh, the slate clean, okay? And so we we want you to wipe the slate clean. You're not allowed to take a warrior, and we're testing right. something out here, okay? If you could take a player that is not a warrior, starting for next season, who would you take? And I know that you're going to want to ask: Is it for one year? Is it for five years? <laughs> it's it's you get them. Let's call it. What, what should we call it, Dave? Five years. Uh, let's do five years. Let's do five years. We want to know who Bob Myers would take, not a warrior. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to ruin your question. Unfortunately, <laughs> I would get in big trouble. I'd get in big trouble if I talked about one of Mark Cuban's or any anybody's players or any any player in the league. So I can't say anybody's name. But what I could say is this. Um, for any GM, whether it's me or anybody else, uh, when you try to start something from scratch, right, and you want to, you know, have a future, it's like you guys making a movie. Like if you get to if you get to make a movie, what actor are you picking to kind of be the tentpole for that movie? And you'd say, well, you, you, do I want to make ten? Is is it an Avenger type thing? Is it do I want to have sequels? Is it just one movie? That's kind of the things you guys are asking me. You want to be able to check all those boxes, right? You want guys that can win it now and potentially win it in the future. Um, I think to, 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 to simply answer it, the best players, the best people, the best leaders make everyone around them better. Mm-hmm. We have a guy like that. I know I can't answer it for us, but, but Steph Curry. And there's a ton of people in the world out there, whether it's an, an athlete or an actor or a musician, that are really good by themselves. And there's a few people that just make the whole band or team better or movie better. And, and when you're looking to start something, you always look for those people and they're the hardest people to find because it's hard enough to be great by yourself. Right. But to lift up the people around you is a whole nother thing. And I think the best people in any industry, um, they make uh, the other people on their team better than they should be. And so I think you'd start with a guy that you think can do that. So not a guy, that you just say, hey, this guy's great. You know, he puts up all these numbers. You might say, instead of that, look at this guy's track record or look at what I think he might be um, and look at how he elevates people around him. So basically, and that would be what we're looking for. So basically what you're saying is I need to get rid of Dave because he definitely doesn't uplift me. Dave and- is, uh, Dave, well, I, yeah, I mean, I would say in this relationship, I mean, you're the amplifier, Jared. Dave, Dave is... Dave is Dave. And some would say he drags you down. Some, if I wanted to go far that, enough. Thank so. you. Bob Myers just said it. I didn't, Well, that's Dave. because you're Isolini. You're a combination of Mussolini and Jared Eitzel. You're Isolini. I'm Isolini. You're a dictator. You're like Genghis Khan. Okay, so what, so, the, so Dave and I, the, what, what we were really arguing about, and I actually forgot that we can't really ask you those kind of questions because we no, no, t- right. no, no tampering. I, I might ask why you got the Philly jersey on. <laughs> yes! Why? 
my Eagles fly. Yes. Come on. Who's your football team? <laughs> it's not the Cowboys. I know that. Uh, I'm representing. Who's your, who's no, your team, the Cowboys. Bob? All the Cowboys fans are hiding right now. That's They're all right. in hiding. Yes. All the Cowboys. That's why I'm wearing. Right. Oh, you're one of them. That's why I'm wearing Mavericks today in the studio, and he's because he's from Philly. I'm from Dallas, so I know. Yeah, you got. That's why you got Cuban on. Yeah, Mavs are in good shape though. Mavs are, Mavs good, to be are a Mavs good. Fan. Who's your football team? I'm curious yes. now. I, you know, I got. I, I removed. I started out. My, I grew up in San Francisco, you know, Bay Area, and yeah. the 49ers were the heyday. Yeah. And so my dad in 1981, I was six. And the 49ers were playing Cincinnati in the Super Bowl. Yep. And my dad, you know, like being a dumb kid, I said, I'm gonna I'm gonna cheer for the other team, Dad. Right. So I started cheering for Cincinnati. Uh-huh. And he goes, oh, he wow. goes, son, he's a son, if you're gonna pick this team, you know, you better stick with him. <laughs> and so wow. another stubborn this tells you a little bit about my personality. I said, Fine, I will. <laughs> so I stuck with them for a long so by the way. Your jerseys, you've been more successful than, than I have. Not but by eventually, much. You know, p- part, of the, yeah, part of the reason why I – what I do gives me an insight into ownership and, and management. And so about 10 years ago, I said, I'm not – I'm kind of done. I'm done with that team. I'm not going to be – I'm not going to root for your feudal – for a feudal franchise. I'm not going to spend my energy on that. So now I, I'm agnostic. I just, it's too hard for me. I, sp- I put too much energy into this to um, like I don't play fantasy football and all that. Cause I, right. I play it for real. Yeah. And, and uh, the stakes are high enough. Well, I, I talk all the time with, with people about, it's just so crazy how invested you get in these teams and, you know, yeah. and typically a fan doesn't know anybody on the team. They don't know any of the, but the players, they don't have a relationship with them. At least I have a, a, a relationship with a lot of the Eagles players and the coaching staff and everything. But like nice. a typical fan, they're just invested in these people that they just kind of admire and revere and for right. it to affect them so much, it's yeah. just, it's crazy. It's crazy yeah, how it's, much it affects you. I know. And it's funny because if you knew, it's almost like an acting where if you got to see the movie being made, you probably wouldn't enjoy the movie as much. Right. You know? Yeah. And, and so when I tell people when we, when we won it, I was kind of like, it's more gratifying than just joy because it's you, you get to see the whole thing, but you don't just get to turn on the TV and experience that two hours. So it's it's a little bit of you miss that naivete when you're in it. Yeah. That fans get, you know. Yeah. And so you're right. It's a good thing. But but that's sport. That's what's great about sports. Yeah. No, it is. People do kind of lose their minds over stuff that doesn't make sense. Don't go anywhere. Hey, pal, we'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. 
you'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Would you rather have a player, Bob, that you know is going to win one now but is older, right? He's older, so he might only give you one or two more years left. Or would you rather have the player that may not win you one now or next year, but you've got about eight to ten years of him. And if you hit your prime, you could possibly win three or four. That's that's the kind of mindset we, we want to know what, what you're working with. Do you want to win right now? Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. I got lucky enough when I took Art the job here about 10 years ago i joke around and and the gift we guy got i got in our organization was was when we walked in the room there was a guy named steph curry that, that we didn't draft and, and our owner wasn't dave, wasn't there when our dave that's a basketball team. player steph curry for, for the oh, golden yeah, state Warriors. Curry, dave, yeah. El, yeah. La pelota, yeah 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 okay and we've, yeah. yeah sorry bob okay. to cut you off just wanted dave to be <laughs> okay. on the same page it's okay no i appreciate you looping me you know i i uh I think that, but 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 to the point of that. So you inherit a guy like that, and I'll answer your question, Jared. Is when you get a guy like that, they're so rare. You have a responsibility to give them enough around them to give them a chance to win. And so we got gifted with Steph Curry, but had we not given him the support, maybe in four, five, six years, he signs somewhere else, or he says, "Look, I got only so many years. I don't want to be here," which is within any athlete's right to do. I mean, they only have a certain amount of time. And so I got lucky enough to watch someone when you talk about someone that wasn't ready to win run right away, but eventually became a guy that could win multiple ones and actually did. I like that journey more than the instant gratification for me personally. Oh, interesting. Um, not to say you turn the other down because, you know, if, if, if you say, hey, this guy can win your championship right away, well, that's that's intriguing because we're we're in this like instant gratification society. Like yeah. I want a movie. I download it now. I want a song. It's right here. I want to watch a show. I want to text message somebody. I want an answer now. But I kind of reminisce on what we were and what we became. Mm-hmm. And I think the race and the and the marathon of it for me 
was worth worth the whole thing was worth the wait so you know we all might answer that differently but for me i take i take the uh the, the longer runway. Right. And we, and we spoke about that last night and, and I personally think partially a lot of it depends on, on the city. So for example, I'm going to talk about the Sixers. Oh God. I personally, I feel the city of Philadelphia. I, I feel like they would rather have the Sixers win just one right now than win, you know, three out of five seasons. <laughs> I really do because the city, right, yeah. We haven't had a Sixer winner since 1983. Like, the city needs that championship. You experienced it with the Mavericks where you guys didn't win multiple. You were in the finals, you know, over over a shorter period of years. But you won that one championship. And what that did for the city and for those fans, sometimes that's almost as important, you know. So, I imagine if the Cleveland Browns were to win a Super Bowl. Like... Cleveland wouldn't need to win two or three in a row. They'd be perfectly fine right. just winning one. Well, and that's where our argument has always stemmed from is because, you know, be, being from Dallas and me and Dave are such big sports fans out here in L.A. And everyone's like, dude, you've got Luka now, you know, like Luka the next 10 years. And it's like it got me thinking. It's like, would I take LeBron next year and want the best player who I still think, even though he's 35 and he can win right now and get me one guaranteed? Because you never know the future. You know, Luka could get hurt next year and all of a sudden the next 10 years is done um so that's that's kind of where well, yeah, yeah and, and and i think i think we answer i get i have to ask myself that question not about a specific player because there's certain there's 10 15 players in the league that everybody wants and, and should but beyond that for for us for example our team some would say like dave said should we go all in right should we go all in right now because steph clay and draymond are on the other side of 30 and this is your time and sacrifice the future, uh, not sacrifice it, but, but just not, not focus on the future, just focus on the near term. Or do we try to lengthen our runway and say, we've got a couple high draft picks. Let's not fall off a cliff. And so it's a quite, it's a fair question. And it usually doesn't come down to a player or not. Uh, it usually comes down to an organization, organizational kind of ethos as far as like, if you're the GM of the Sixers, Dave, you might say, listen, I don't care. Um, if we don't have any draft picks in the future, let's let's t- let's go for it now. Right. This city needs it. Or, or look, your owner might be telling you that too. Um, when the Cleveland Cavaliers won it with LeBron, they obviously they beat us. Maybe that championship, like you mentioned, the Browns. If the Browns won a Super Bowl, that might sustain them for thirty years. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. It might, but but I don't know. You're an Eagles fan. They got one. Yeah. How do you feel now? I mean, do you feel okay? Or oh, you oh, oh like, trust you me. Pissed? Trust me, Bob. He feels okay all the time. That's, <laughs> it's almost like growing up in the Bay Area here, and 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 you guys. I know you're not fans of anything. Um, any, and you might be fans of other LA teams, but growing up in the Bay Area, we have the Giant. We have the 49ers legacy. We've got the San Francisco Giants. Yep. The Oakland A's used to win championships. Even the Raiders won a Super Bowl. It's almost like in our market, because of the success, just winning it once isn't enough. Right, right. It says that we don't satiate our fan base. Yeah. Now, when we won it the first time with the Warriors in 14-15, it might have been like you felt. Because we hadn't won it since 75. Yeah. Um, so it was a long time. Yeah. But but now that we've won it a few times and, and we're in this marketplace, if, if we just said throw it all in, people would – even in our marketplace would say, what are you guys doing? Right. right. You know, <laughs> right. But, but they don't have that kind of starved appetite. Like you might say the Browns um, or like any other team that hasn't won it in a while. Yeah, no, for sure. And I, I think a good example of that is the Chicago Cubs. 
I feel like Chicago needed the Cubs to win. They won, and I feel like everybody in Chicago is pretty content. Like, they're, they're pretty happy, you know? So, yeah, and they have yeah, a great yeah, an incredible yeah. fan base. Um, all right. So, we like to hybrid questions between sports and entertainment. My next question is, you guys were in the championship four years in a row, which in the entertainment industry would be the equivalent of being in the Oscars four years in a row. And in those four years, you won three championships out of four. You won three Oscars. Now, I want to ask you, if you were sitting in the audience, you know, watching, what is it like when you actually see someone else win the Oscar? You know, there's that moment where on TV, you see all the other actors. They're very gracious <laughs> and they're very like, you know, well, it was an honor to be nominated. Uh, yeah. I'm so happy you know what for I mean? the person I'm, raising I'm, I'm the so happy for the person. <laughs> it's so great. Good for them. What, what was that moment like? Because, you know, you did win the three. And and what's that like for so the I one guess time take that you this lost? year example when the Lakers yeah when the Lakers sure. you know hoisted the trophy and you're watching are you are you the the actor in the stand clapping for them or whatnot or are you are you pissed and 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 are like let's get to work I'm ready to go win one uh, you know that's a good I mean that's a fair question I wonder about you guys are more know the actor or the entertainment industry I imagine they're all pissed <laughs> 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 I don't know. they are but, but here, here they here's are the thing though the, the difference is this. <laughs> This is this is the difference. Uh, when we went the first year and we won, I remember thinking, I can't imagine if we had lost. So getting there, your so to, to use the actor example, if you're nominated for an Oscar and the first time you're nominated, you win. That's what happened to us. Right. Mm -hmm. so we hadn't been to the finals and lost. It's a completely different calculus sitting there in the stands uh, or the audience having won one already, right? So if, so I don't know, Tom Hanks or somebody that's sitting up there, first time nominated, first time won, and they're nominated again, and they don't win. It's it's a lot easier to be magnanimous when you've already got one. Right. And for us, look, you're competitive too. I mean, and, and everybody handles that differently. But you got to understand, you're not going to, every time you're nominated, you're not going to win. But having, for for us, luckily, and and I, I, I'll, I'll um, respectfully correct you, Dave. We, we went five times in a row. And we lost twice. We won three. I was just, Jared, I was, I was just expecting there you, you to jump in no, there, no, no, Jared. No, no. <laughs> you know, I expected you. Look. Mr. Mavericks guy. That's <laughs> no, Bob, look. Let me just explain something, okay? Uh, a lot of our listeners don't know, but we have Kyle Tequila, who is producing this show. He, he produced a movie that was nominated for four Oscars called Mudbound. He is a he is a a, 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 a Emmy award winning editor. So when when Dave fucks up, okay, and I don't even use that language yeah. on the show ever. But when Dave messes up, I like to let Dave be empowered sometimes, and then I just call Kyle later and go, Kyle, edit the shit out of that. Like he's such a dumb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's all, yeah. that's all that yeah, was. Well, but we, we, we apologize. We'll edit that. I, I I I would have not I would have not corrected him. But but the people that are listening need to know that I know. It was, I don't know. That. I don't need you guys. I can't not correct it because then they'll say, does this freaking guy not know that it was? And it, that's the only reason, Dave. Otherwise, I let it slide. I it respect it. me personally, I don't care. But if it's about our team, I'm supposed to know how many times we won and lost. But anyway. I, I respect um, it. You have to understand. I haven't what? seen the finals in so long. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but, but, you know, I got to tell you, when we lost – 
we lost in game seven at home. Those are tough. Game sevens are different. I mean, losing at any time is tough, but game seven, especially game seven at home when we lost Cleveland, that is going to, that's indelible. That's kind of imprinted in my mind. Um, that one hurt, but uh, losing the last time around to Toronto, you know, I, I look, it's, they, they had great team. They had great players. At some point you got to be mature about it and not act, you know, like you're 10 years old and shake the opponent's hand, and especially having the good fortune that we had had to one a few. But this year we were so far away from even being in that spot that, that I knew in January we were probably not even making the playoffs. So it's a slow burn. Um, if you're pissed, you're pissed for a long. I mean, it's almost like you said on a movie set and one weekend, one weekend of the movie, you go, this movie's going to suck. Right. Like I know we're not getting nominated <laughs> for an Oscar. So how can I be pissed at anybody else that actually, it's almost harder when you're closer to, to, to tasting it. And this year we were not even near it. So it was easier for me to, be happy for whoever got it and, yeah. and obviously the lakers deserved it well yeah. just just for the record before i ask you the next question i, I would be the 10 year old and and be acting like that so i would be extremely <laughs> pissed and and i was the 10 year old when Kawhi hit that three-pointer last season to to beat yeah. the sixers in the for the east can you can you just stop mentioning anything philly for the rest of this podcast i mean if you never speak about dallas again and how you were dallas, a ball boy for the dallas mavericks i've heard podcast. it six thousand times only, only when cuban was on okay and by the way, you're lucky I was a ball boy because that's how we got Cuban on the show. So, sorry, Bob. Sometimes we just go into this dark right. hole. You guys can keep going. I can ask you questions if you want. All right. Well, Bob Myers here to interview Dave. And, uh... Don't go anywhere. Hey, pal. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is 
finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So, 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 Bob, oftentimes, um, you know, we get these, these directors in our business that have been an actor before. Um, for example, we've got Ben Affleck, who I don't know if you watched um, Gone Baby Gone. He then did Argo. He did The Town. Um, but Ben hadn't really directed before that, you know. Uh, he was known as an actor. Gone Baby Gone was, uh, if you haven't seen it, it's absolutely wonderful. I mean, right. I mean, chillingly wonderful. Um Argo, The Town. These yeah. are three movies that he pumped out that are just like, whoa, Ben Affleck is yep. a director. My my question for you is, do you think the relationship between you and Steph and Clay and Draymond, and the reason maybe that you got you know promoted within 12 months is because you're kind of like Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck came from acting and is now able to relate to actors. Therefore, I think he's going to get a better performance. He knows what script... To, to go for because he came from an actor standpoint and he was able to read a million scripts and decipher what is shit and what is not. And you, you know, uh, have been playing basketball since I'm assuming you were five to seven years old. You played in high school, you played in college, you know? And so when you got to that, that position where you tried out, you know, uh, and interviewed with the warriors and then get it, are you then able to relate to them on a level that others, you know, really, I don't want to. I don't want to belittle anyone else. It's not that they aren't. It's just more special because you you come from that place. I think it helps. I do, Jared. I think I think any life experience we can take and translate um, is invaluable. So so for example, we we pretend like we understand what it's. I have no idea. I I, I think I have an idea of what it's like to host a podcast. I'm sure I don't have any idea. I I, I think <laughs> I know. Well this is what I would do. And this, how could it be difficult? You know, but I, I imagine both of you thought that until you did it. Mm-hmm. Well, we thought until it was difficult because we, we hate each other. So that's what made it difficult. <laughs> well, yeah, pretend you guys liked each other. Pretend you guys liked each other and, you know, and, and got along. So, so to your point of, if you use Ben Affleck, you know, I think, is it easier for him to get people to, uh, come to his films and act in his films because he might have a relationship with them or he acted and he knows what resonates as an actor. And I'm sure he's, he's getting high level people in his films. He might know how to approach them with a script or who's motivated by money or who isn't or what people might work well together, or this guy's personality would fit with this female character Mm -hmm. and vice versa. And that's just experience that he took from being an actor. So for me, having been an agent, and, and a player, but le- less of a player, more more agent relating to how a player might think, what's important to them, how they're like when I took the Warriors job, I remember representing players and having them say, uh, I don't even know where Golden State is. What is that? <laughs> I mean, wh- where is that team? Yeah. N- now it's now it's different. But a lot of players said, look, where where do they play? Um, oh, they're in Oakland. Where's Oakland? And wh- wh- where is that? So 
it's also kind of raising your brand. It's promoting what we do. But to answer your question, Jared, yes, I think that having been an agent, having played a little bit, helps you communicate. doesn't mean you get all the answers to the test and that you're going to be great at something. You, you could be an actor and not a good director. It can easily happen. I would say I'm a much better, I'm much more suited uh, to this than playing. I'm, I have much more talent for, for this job than I did ever for playing. And even talking to our coach, Steve Kerr, who had, what, six championships or five when he showed up as our coach, he, he would tell you, I was meant to coach. Now, right. he didn't start coaching until he was 50, right, right. something like that. So you might, you might have an actor that acted all the way till 50 and then fell into directing and said and, and was very good at it and said, you know what, but I wouldn't have been a good director if I hadn't played or I hadn't acted for 20 years. Yeah. I couldn't have done it at 30 years old. Now, some people can. Some people are directing very young, and some people never want to direct. Um, sure. But to your point of it adding value to, to your resume. It certainly does. And just like, you know, we, we obsessively watch interviews, Dave and I, and, and Scorsese, we've heard Scorsese and Leo talk and Leo's like, you know, look, when, when Marty calls me, you know, I'm in, I'm in. And when he gives me notes, I'm down. And the reason is because I just trust him because we've been there and we've done it. What, what is your, you know, same thing with Affleck, you know, when, when, when he, when he goes to do, do his movies, what is your relationship there you know, with, with Steph, now that you've proven yourself, do you, do you ever call him? And is it the same there as a, as a director and a, and an actor? Like, do you ever call him and he's just automatically always in or, or do you call him sometimes? And he's like, well, Bob, I just don't think so. I I, I can't trust that one. I don't want to give specific examples. I'm just talking in, in general. No, no, it's a fair point. I think, I, I think like the, like, I mean, look, I don't want to, when I use these comps, I'm not saying I'm Martin Scorsese or Bob, you are. Bob, you are. the Hey Pal podcast. You're Marty Scorsese. You're Marty Scorsese. I'm just going to disagree. I'm just going to disagree with you guys. <laughs> but anyway, assuming I was in that hemisphere, um, what, what, what makes Leonardo, what I imagine, I don't know him either, is um, there's a trust, right? There's an equity. They made a movie together at work. They made another one together at work. They got to know each other. They went to dinner. They got to trust each other. It's trust. So yeah. I would imagine with Steph and I, it doesn't mean Leonardo DiCaprio and Martin Scorsese, they don't have to agree on everything. Sure. But they can meet each other in a respectful way. And they've gone through all the BS. It's like, I don't need to, I don't need to, I don't need to know if I trust you or not. I automatically trust you. And I think what makes, if you consider Leonardo the talent or Steph the talent, if you can approach somebody with immense talent, whether they're a basketball player or any athlete at that level, they're that good where everybody's pulling at them. And you just say, listen, to use your Oscar example, I don't need to win an Oscar. I don't need to win it for best director or best GM. Mm -hmm. I'd want, I want you to win it. Like I want, I'm making this movie so you can win the Oscar mm -hmm. Leonardo DiCaprio. And I, I've got a role for you. So when you approach a guy like Steph or any of these players, you have a responsibility, I think, because that talent is so rare let me help you maximize it. And if something benefits me along the way and, and you find yourself being good at that in some way, shape, or form, then the gift is yours. I mean, the talent to me is the one that people show up to see, show up to watch. Um, that's the thing that I find. Look, you talk about watching winning or losing. I just have, when you, when you get to sit, I've been to five finals in a row. I've watched 30-something finals games. The level of talent um, on the floor for somebody that loves basketball, that's almost enough for me. Right. I'm invested. I want to win too. But it'd be like in my industry, if you said, hey, you want to go? I'm, I'm on this movie set and Leonardo DiCaprio is acting. And I'd go, I'll, I'll come to that. 
I'll come, or Scorsese is directing, I'll come watch that. Not with any, I'm not trying to do anything, but have a life experience. That's why people say, I want to go sit on the court at an NBA Finals game. I was sitting on the court at the game seven game. We lost at home. And it's almost like the more we go through life, I just want experiences. And I've been lucky enough to have some really good ones. But I just want to say, oh, I did that. I traveled there. Oh, I know what that's like. I've been on the very, I've, I've gotten as close to that experience as you can. And then when it's all done, you're able to have these conversations. I've failed at the highest level. I've succeeded at the highest level. You've had personal tragedy, personal success. You hopefully have a family to be proud of. And, and all that stuff kind of goes into your own pot as you get older. Right. So stuff like that, when you're interacting with people at that level, you just say, I don't want to screw up this relationship because they're <laughs> right. the ones that, I mean, they're the ones that people care about. It's not me. I'm lucky enough to have access to a guy like that. Yeah, Bob, we care about you. We do. Uh, well, I mean, I, it feels like you guys do a little bit. <laughs> virtual, we, virtual hug, we, Bob. We, virtual we, hug. We gotta step it up here. We do. We, we do. He's, step he, it up, he's a little Dave. bummed I out. I feel it a lot. I just, it's just a little. Yeah, just not. Yeah, but I do feel a little bit. All right. Well, we have hit our time, Jared. This has never happened before. Uh, I didn't know we have in a time limit. World. We have a time. We have a time limit well, here. We like to keep our episodes, you know, a certain I get certain it. time. I you know, it. as okay. we grow our listener base, we want them to to trust us and know that they have us for 30, 35, 40 minutes. Okay, so fair enough. We want to respect that time, and we have hit that mark, but because we're having such a great time with Bob, we're going to do the first ever two-part Hey Pal episode. That's exciting. Very, very exciting. Yeah, very, very. We're going to end it right now. Okay. And we'll be back with more Hey Pal right well, after this. Well, let's end this part one, and then we'll, uh, we'll get to part two. That's right. I just said that, you dumbass. No, I know. That's what I'm saying to you. <laughs> hey pal is a production of iHeartRadio, common enemy and tenderfoot tv hosted by jared einson and dave osico producer is kyle tequila executive producer for iHeartRadio is sean titone executive producers for tenderfoot tv are donald albright and Payne Lindsay. Catch new episodes of Hey Pal every Tuesday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you love the show, don't forget to rate us five stars, share it with your friends, and subscribe. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. 
old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.